another day in paradise. Oh, you moved? What'd you say? You moved? Moved? Moved. You said you were living in paradise now. Oh, you moved. That's what yes. you said. Yes. <laughs> Breaking in okay. a new set of lips, now I sorry. Understand. Apparently. Now I understand. <laughs> okay. Well, now that the joke uh, yeah, is no. passed, forget it. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Oh, I'm just doing swell. We got a little break in the freezing cold weather. Oh, really? But it'll be back again. Yeah, it was like 80 yesterday. It's in the 70s today. It's really nice. <laughs> but soon it'll be back in the 40s. Well, of course. Yay, winter in Florida. You get like six of those. Yeah, right? It's hot and cold. Yeah, but it's only for like three days at a time. But, you know, Groundhog Day is coming up, so we'll know officially <laughs> how many more weeks of winter we're going to get. Eh, six more. I Yay. Do you? Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, you know got to be global warming i want some global warming to happen that's why it's cold in florida yeah exactly climate change yay so i had a i had an interesting meeting this week um oh my kid is going into uh freshman year of high school next year and yes, oh if you've been listening to us from the beginning, she was like six months old when we started this, and now she's going into high school. Um, and so we had the meeting where we go and talk to the guidance counselor with about like what classes she wants to take next year. And so this 13, soon to be 14-year-old girl comes and sits down, and the guidance counselor looks at her and goes... So what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And I was like, how is a 13 year old supposed to know that? Right. How I don't eat. I'm fucking 50 and I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, like it's not a fair question for somebody that's, that's that young. And so my kid didn't say anything. My kid was like, I don't know. And so the, the guidance counselor kept being like, well, what are you interested in? What do you want to do? Like what's, and I said, she wants to sleep and eat pancakes. What is the proper guidance for that? Like, like that's just a valid question is like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Like, like, I don't, I don't understand. So like I said, let's just put her in college prep courses because that way, if she decides that she's going to go to college, that's, you know, that's fine. Then she's got her bases covered. If not, she's ahead of the curve anyway. 
any of the like technical or art schools or whatever are going to want some of those courses anyway. So just put her in college prep. And so like my, my kid had had a really bad day that day because she had like blown a test that she had studied really hard for. She got nervous, didn't work out, whatever. And so she was already upset when she walked into this meeting. And then she had this woman just be like, what do you want to do? And it was like, all right, you need to calm down. And so like the way that they do it here is you get assigned to your class based on your grades. Um, so like, okay. like if you have an 85 or lower in like math, you're taking algebra one. If you have an 85 or higher, you're in a different math class. And so like there's like, and there's different like college prep or honors or, you know, depending on where you fall. And she got, my kid had like a 90 in math, which blows my mind because I'm an idiot when it comes to math. And so the, the teacher was like, hey, we could put you in honors math. And I was like, don't do that to her. It's like, <laughs> like you're just setting her up to fail. Like right. she gets stressed out over normal tests. Don't put her in a class that's going to like stress her out even farther. And like, the kid the kid loves art and she loves photography and like that's what her that's where her interests lie and it's like so let's just let's just focus on that for now mm -hmm. and, and if if she wants to change her mind later on we'll work it out then and it was like she and the, the guidance counselor was like okay and i was like so why is this a fucking thing that we have to do then like how many kids really come in here and be like this is what i want to do with the rest of my life i'm sure there's some but it can't be many so I was just kind of beside myself this week. I was like, I, I, I don't understand how you expect the 13 year old to be like, this is what I want to do. Cause when, I mean, when you were 13, did you have any clue what you wanted to do? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, my, my outlook on what I wanted to do with my life changed like every two weeks. And I'm sure my kids the same way. Like, she right. has a lot of me in her and it's like we flip-flop on stuff all the time with that like with what interests us and like the things that we're we get into and stuff like that i mean the kid tried right. tried band last year she lasted about four months before she was like i don't want to do this anymore okay okay and like my parents my parents were very supportive when i was a kid my my mom and dad were like oh you want to learn to play the guitar we'll buy you a guitar you want to learn to do this we'll get you involved in this to see what's stuck and so i've tried to do that with my kid but yeah like i know parents personally that like push their kids to have straight a's and stuff and i was and i always tell my kid i'm like just try your hardest like i'm not looking for perfection i'm looking for you to be happy Right. Because those kids in high school that were like that were fucking miserable. And like life's too short to be fucking miserable. So, yeah, that was something I had to deal with this week. Wow. Yeah. They don't they don't make them take a test to figure out what career they're best suited for anymore. No, I mean. The, well, when the military shows up to recruit in high school, they, they do the ASVAB or whatever it's called. Yeah. Where, where it's like what your interests are. And I do think like they did kind of a version of that last year for, for my kid. And it was it was like art and like um, like media arts. 
And it's like, well, you come by that shit honestly, because you know, because of what I do and, and like, and so like they have a media arts program at her, at her high school. And I was like, right. And she, and I said, do you want to take that? And she was like, nah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Cause she seen me like, Mm -hmm. you know, get pissed off at work. So, right. So I was like, well, look, if you ever do, I can at least tutor you in that way better than I can tutor you in like fucking math because I scratch my head at some of the math shit that we've got to do for her. But yeah, I mean, even, even if you're suited to something though, that doesn't mean like that's what you're going to be happy doing. Right. So yeah, I mean, it just feels like a lot of pressure for a 13 year old. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of years should just be spent, you know, trying new things out and seeing which way you want to go. And then, you know, you can start to narrow it down, but I mean, even when you get to college, you don't have to really declare a major. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and, and like it, it blows my mind because like she'll come home from school and be like, oh yeah, well we're not allowed to sit with our friends at lunch even though like they all go to lunch at the same time and they're in one big room, they can't go sit with their friends. And I was like, this is totally backwards. Cause next year they're not going to give a fuck who you sit with, where you sit. Right. Like they're going to give you a time for lunch and you're going to find a table with your friends and that's it. It's such a weird, like we're so like regimented on the rules up until you get in the high school. And then it's completely different. Then we're like p- preparing you for like, college in real life where like there are no rules and it's like well fucking pick one man pick a lane and stay in it so I don't know like school now maybe it's just South Carolina maybe they're just totally fucked and I just don't realize it everywhere well maybe I think the crazy parents have too much say in it well, the, the fortunate thing here is like the crazy parents homeschool their kids. So like a lot of the kids that are there oh, well, don't have good. crazy parents. Nice. Yeah. Huh. Because that's huge here. That shows from their voting style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I, uh, I finished Ted this week. Yeah. Um, the Christmas episode might be my favorite of the seven. Um, I really enjoyed Ted interrupting the priest in at the church to ask about Jesus and whether Ted himself is Jesus. Right. And then them flipping through the Bible. Um, to prove that Ted is Jesus. And then he's like, well, do you have superpowers? And he was like, well, maybe, maybe I got to learn them (laughs) flip to the spell section. Right. And the, the whole thing, like, like the, I thought the talking truck was stupid, but like, I understood what they were trying to do with it. But the thing when they're at, at, um, Christmas dinner or Christmas Eve dinner and they're like, say grace. And he's like, dear Lord. And Ted goes, yes. And, and the truck goes, thank you for the food. You're welcome. And like, he just keeps answering them. Like it was so fucking right. funny. Like, like it was, it was truly like laugh out loud funny for a show about a talking teddy bear. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because it doesn't feel like, like a one-off series. Like they keep t- saying that it is. Right. 
like like it was just a, like seven episodes of Ted's life and like not really anything that would f- like lead you into the movies or anything like that. So I don't I don't know what the, the thought behind it was or why it's just a single season other than like cost. But right. I I really enjoyed it. Like I didn't I wasn't a big fan of the movies, but I really liked this like this TV show. They could get another season out of it. Probably. The kid hasn't graduated high school yet. No, and even if they did, I mean, they've got all the time until he turns into Mark Wahlberg. Right. That's when it goes downhill. Yeah, well, it's fucking Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) What else have you been watching? Uh, I took your advice and I watched Wonka this week. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. I was not the, I was not expecting the, um, the imprisonment angle of the the story. Yeah. That kind of threw me as like, you know, I thought it was going to be like Wonka's journey to like become this great chocolatier. And when like he gets like it's not kidnapped but it's like forced into indentured servitude i was like okay this is a weird angle but okay and i liked the movie and i liked all the songs and i liked you know i liked timothy chalamet i thought he did a really good job with the character um you know i just it was it it threw me for a loop that like this was where the story was going i was like oh okay which I guess is fine. I mean, it's, it's it is what it is. But I mean, was not expected. Tell about how how he overcomes his tragic childhood or young adulthood. I guess I was expecting more from the Oompa Loompas too. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting like. I mean, it's almost like a glorified cameo because he only shows up in a couple of parts. Right. And I was like, okay. I mean, hey, whatever. Again, I don't know if they're looking at more of these or not, but I'm not really sure how it did in the box office, so. Right. I think it did fairly well. Yeah. Did you watch this week's Percy Jackson? Did. I really wish it was more than a half hour show. (laughs) I mean, bold move that the script was Percy has the 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 bolt of lightning with him the entire time. Right. Like and literally they go to meet Hades and Hades is like hey, I need my helmet and there and he's like all right, I'll be right back and like that's the episode. I was like, okay, that's kind of bold. I thought we were getting mm-hmm. a war. I thought like I thought like this was going to be the end of mankind. Like they were going to like throw down and shit. And it wasn't that. And I was like, all right, bold move. Let's see how it pans out for him. But I mean, with one episode left, I'm not really sure how they wrap all this shit up. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't the big penultimate battle. No, the only thing that this did was, was verify that, that uh, Percy's mother's still alive. 
or now a statue, whatever. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's all that that's all that was accomplished in the 40 minutes. And it was like, wow, okay. Like there wasn't even there wasn't even a challenge to get like to or um into the underworld or past the the what's his name? Carrion? Carrion? Like, Charon, the the ferryman. Yeah, like like all that was just like we're gonna get chased by a dog, and then the dog's gonna get us, or we're gonna use the dog to get us up over the wall, and it was like, oh, okay, sure. And then we're gonna walk in a desert for a while. I was like, uh, okay, sure. And again, I don't know how the movies go because I haven't watched the movies, but yeah, I haven't yet either. It seems like a it's it seems like there's a lot left to going on to get to through a thirty minute show or forty minute show or whatever. <laughs> right. What else did you watch this week? Uh I watched Leave the World Behind. Oh you did? Okay. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> It's just terrifying that, I mean, it really is something our screwed up government could do to us. So, and it was very weird. I mean, I, I kept thinking I figured it out as it went on and I was totally wrong. Right. I mean, I thought it was like when, when the, the guy and the kid showed up that it was something that the the husband was doing to her to drive her crazy or something and yeah <laughs> it was very weird and the cgi was horrible that scene with all the deer in it yeah it was like bad photoshop yeah there there's it's definitely like a netflix budgeted like on the lower end type movie yeah I mean, I thought the acting by everybody was great. I couldn't stand the daughter, not the daughter who was not the white daughter, (laughs) the other daughter. Oh, okay. I, she was just, I don't know. She needed to be slapped or something. Yeah. And I'm sure in, in a situation like that, when you don't know what's going on, like people are going to annoy the shit out of you. Um, Mm -hmm. but I did, I, I, there, there's a love hate relationship with this movie in the world. Like you either love it or you hate it. Um, right. and, and I, I liked it cause I know what they were going for. Um, you know, you don't have to show all the shit going on in order to imply just how bad things are getting. And right. so, um, I appreciated that, that version of the story where, you were seeing it from the point of view of a family that doesn't know what's going on the way it would happen if you didn't know what was going on. Like if communications got cut off, then like, how would you know where, what's going on in the world? You wouldn't. And the, the crazy guys, the crazy, um, like prepper guys would probably have a better handle on what's going on than most of like the regular population. Right. And so that was all fascinating. And I read it. I read an interview with the director who actually went to Obama 
with the script and said, would you read this and tell me from a government side if I'm even close? Like, I just want to know if I'm in the, in, in the ballpark. And apparently Obama was like, you got a bunch of shit dead on and you're like 80% of the way with everything else. And like, it scared the director. Cause he was like, holy shit. Like that was not my intention to get it that close. Like I was just trying to tell a story. Right. So it is very strange that like, like that's pretty much what would happen. Like there'd be a whole bunch of shit going on where like, if they were hacking into things like the Tesla cars would be like driving themselves into like big piles and shit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a weird movie, but I think it's also a good movie. I know a lot of people hated it, but I think if you can get past the, you're not really given a lot of answers to anything. No, no. And I hate that. (laughs) So yeah, I hate that. I want it all wrapped up and tell me exactly what I was supposed to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole ending where the little kid sneaks into the neighbor's bunker and watches friends. Yep. (laughs) It's like, that's it? That's really it? (laughs) Okay. You know. It was very weird. It was very weird because, yeah, like you said, it's like you're not given a lot of answers. It's like, why was the crazy Spanish woman so upset? And, (laughs) you know, why did Kevin Bacon take that role? It must have been money. They must have offered him a, must have been. a pretty decent payday for like two days work. Right. Right. And where the hell was everybody? Uh, they were. Because there were people at the beach. Yeah. And there were police and stuff. And then all of a sudden there's like no other humanity in that town. Well, I feel like I feel like at that point you would, um, you know, you would try to evacuate. Right. To, to figure out, you know, a safe place to go. And I, I think like that was more of like a summer town type thing. Right. That right. they were in. And so like they all just abandoned all their stuff. Hmm. That was weird. I did like the Tesla's GPS getting so fucked up that they were just all crashing into each other. Yep. As it would be. Yeah. It was a very weird movie. Very weird movie, but I liked it. See, I thought you might. I did. <laughs> and then I I remembered that I actually have Netflix now because it's part of my T-Mobile perks. Yeah. So I was watching um, uh, Shadow and Bone. Okay. Which apparently was on Prime before, which I had Prime, but I never really bothered watching it. Okay. And it's really interesting. It's it's that kind of fantasy, magic, dark kind of show. The there's this place between two sides of of. I guess the earth um, where it you're it's dangerous to pass through like you can't get from like 
the east side of town to the west side of town without going through this thing and it's populated by like flying monsters and stuff and <laughs> i mean lots of um things borrowed from other kind of shows of this style okay you know there's like there's magic users there's science users and there's um some third kind of class of people and it's very russian even though it's an american series okay it it feels very i mean in terms of the names and a lot of the locations are like in hungary so they kind of look like old russia was back back in the 1800s okay i'm like i'm about halfway through the first season i will say that their cgi is awful oh really (laughs) yeah it's really bad i mean the production design is good but what what they're doing with the cgi is kind of like oh really you didn't have a budget huh okay (laughs) oh well yeah it might be something you and the kid would be interested in watching okay but yeah not much else has been on this week there's a new... we're back in that lull until uh super bowl yeah there's there's a new show that my kid got me to watch on prime mm-hmm. it's an animated show for adults called has been hotel oh yeah i've been watching that have you okay yeah 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 she's she got she got into that um she had been watching that's uh, go ahead that's awfully adult for a 13 year old yes i know i know um she she had watched there was a um i guess the there's a there's another show in the same universe called hell of a boss um and hell of a boss is only on youtube and they okay. put the has been hotel uh pilot on youtube and so she right. got all into it there and waited for it to come out here and so i had known what the general premise was it's a story that takes place in a hotel in hell and they're trying to redeem the souls so that they don't get destroyed by heaven mm-hmm. um so she she had been she, so she had said to me, "Hey, it's out. Can I watch it?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I don't care. Whatever." And so <laughs> so she was like, "It's a musical. It's got songs in every episode." So I was like, "Okay." So on my lunch break one day, I was like, "Well, let me see what like she's watching." And like all of a sudden, there's like a sex worker that's in the hotel, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yes." Uh, okay. I knew about the adult language. I was like, I don't really care. I've been watching inappropriate shit since I was her age, whatever. Right. Um, but like, there's that episode where like the sex workers got, got to go make a porno. And, uh-huh. uh, I was like, Holy shit. What did I do? <laughs> and so I talked to her and I was like, I'm not sure. And she was like, I can handle it. I please don't, please don't like, stop me from watching it. I really enjoy it. And I was like, all right, if you think you can handle it, that's fine. I don't care. I mean, if she's got questions, she's going to ask. So, right. You know, I feel at least like I can answer them for her. Daddy, what's felching? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm, Um, I'm sure she's going to look shit up on the internet and be like, holy shit. Never mind. 
Oh, she's probably done it before she even started watching this. I'm sure she has. But yeah. I mean, I, and I like the art style. I like like the way it looks and the songs are catchy and stuff. And so, you know, is what it is, I guess. Yeah. It's just super adult. <laughs> yes, it is. No other way to describe it. <laughs> no. No. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as the boys. And okay. I don't think like I saw a lot of people comparing it to South Park and I was like, I don't think I think this is above South Park because South Park at least had to deal with like network sensors. And right. so they're not able to do the things that they want to do. And these people can just do whatever the fuck they want. And so you have a mm. sex worker with four arms. That's a dude, but very effeminate. Right. Like, you know, that's just the way that it's the, like that. That's just the character that they have. And so that's what they're going to run with. And it's like, okay, fine. How far have you gotten into it? Uh, Are you caught up? Uh, no, I've watched the first okay. four. Okay. So I'm not sure how many are actually out. Um, I think there's two more, maybe. Two more? Okay. Um, yeah, five and six. Okay. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It, a lot of the talent on it is Broadway right. celebrities. And I think some of the stuff they're doing with the music is really funny because like the first scene or the first episode um, where the guy's walking down the street singing and it's a parody of of the opening of Beauty and the Beast. Yep. With all the different people, you know, that he meets in his neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty good. It's clever. It's better than a lot of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. Just got to be prepared. Well, Did you see the video this week of the woman on It's a Small World? I guess it broke down and she's ordering her kids out of the boat no. so they can get off. Oh my God. And she's got like four kids and they're not like, they're not like right next to one of the platforms. Like she's kind of straddling it to, to drag the kids out of the boat across the water. <laughs> Why? It, uh, Why do people feel like they need to get off the ride? Because people are assholes. I mean, I know the song will get grating after a while, but Jesus Christ. Right. But this is like the third incident in Small World in like the past six months. <laughs> there was the stone guy who stripped stripped naked and walked through the ride. Yep. Uh, There's another, another person who tried to get out of the ride and walk into the, the scenes. It's like, I don't get it. People are just assholes. Oh, I'm watching the video. Yeah, where do you think you're gonna go? 
Like you've just put right. them on an island in the middle of nowhere. Right. And when you trip over a piece of electronics, are you then going to sue the company because you got hurt? I mean, obviously you're trespassing. So, right. I don't know. Look, they bought their ticket. Damn it. That's it. They want to get off the ride. They're going to exit that fucking ride. Me, 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 me. Yep. Oh my God. What's up, Karen? <laughs> yeah, it's not like Disney doesn't know that there's a problem. Right. Because obviously there are announcements telling you to yeah. remain seated. Yep. Nope. We're just leaving. See you later. Look, I'll be the first to admit, I always thought that the way that you improve that ride is you give everybody three softballs on the way in <laughs> and you see how many of the, the puppets you can take out with the three. Oh, there you go. You know, get them to pop back up and stuff for the next people. But like that would make that ride ultimately more enjoyable. But if it fucking breaks down, just fucking wait. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> don't get it. Uh, Do you see that Kevin James has a new stand-up special? No. It's called Irregardless. It's not bad. Really? It, it's not fall-down funny, but it's it's still funny. Okay. Oh, he's going bald now? Uh, he's completely bald now. Okay. And what's what kind of humor is it? I mean, is it like is he like cracking jokes uh, on the audience or is he like observational humor? It's observational, it's parenting, it's it's very family friendly. Okay. It's something to watch. And what's that on? I like King of uh, was that Netflix too, or is that Prime? Uh, it looks like Prime. Prime. Yeah. I like some of King of Queens. I didn't think it was all a home run, but. Oh come on! The episode where he's in the gym, falling off of the uh, the pommel horse. That was probably the funniest thing I've, I've seen from him, because it mm -hmm. all takes place in the background. It's and he's not even like the focus of the shot. Right. I think it's his sister in that where she's talking to somebody and he's in the back and he like is falling off of it and stuff mm -hmm. like that's fucking funny. But like a lot of his shit, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't find him that great. Like all of his movie stuff I've never enjoyed. No. What was the one with, uh, was it hitch with Will Smith? Yes. It was kind of like, yeah, you're totally wasted in this movie. You <laughs> should have read the script. <laughs> yeah, well, people do shit for money all the time. Well, you gotta. But like Grown Ups and Paul Blart and 
Oh yeah, Even I've never like, watched any of those. Here comes the boom, where he plays the the teacher that becomes the the fighter. Oh, I totally missed that one. Yeah, I mean he's just been struggling for a long time to like find his niche, I guess. So maybe stand up comedy right. would be his way back in. Huh? Could be because his last series was pretty bad. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was so bad. He had no chemistry with the woman playing his wife. Oh, that that's right. He, he brought in Liam Remini <laughs> and basically dumped the wife. Jesus. And I don't know. She's kind of a one-hit wonder. She's She just plays that same character. Who, Liam Remini? Yeah. Yeah. You know, poor Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Oscar nominations? Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I saw them. Out of all the best pictures movies, I only saw Barbie. Um, let me pull them up here for a second. Uh, see the full list. Okay. Um, I saw part of Barbie and I saw Oppenheimer. That's it. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I think we're kind of beyond the Academy Awards now. I think we are too. I'm just looking at, I don't know. I mean, Annette Bening is up for lead, for best actress, which is kind of interesting. Well, Okay. I, I don't understand. I still don't understand the idea that a film can be nominated for best picture, but the, it, they, that doesn't necessarily reflect the best director category. Like right. if you have a best picture, wouldn't you be the best director? Mm-hmm. You would think. Like, I, I don't know. I've never understood that. That That's always, like, been, like, like because very famously um, Greta Gerwig, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Got snubbed for Best Director. But her right. movie is up for Best Picture. And it's like, so if it wins Best Picture, which I, I don't think it will. Right. But how was she not the Best Director? Well, and they nominated Ryan Gosling for lead actor, but they didn't nominate yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah. It's like, okay, isn't that the whole point of what the movie was about? <laughs> exactly. I mean, and I can only say that I've seen, I've only seen two of the best animated feature films uh, I saw Across the Spider-Verse and Nimona. Okay. Um, none, of, none of the other three even ever interested me. So, um, Visual effects wise, the it's between the creator, Godzilla minus one, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, and Napoleon. 
I personally think the creator deserves it. Um, really? Yeah. The, the amount of work that went into, um, the robots, there's, there are different kinds of robots in the movie. And apparently what they did was they were all, they were all on set reference. So they had a person in an outfit, um, doing the actions and they were, they were never told whether or not they were a robot. Um, Oh really? Yeah. So the robots move very human like, and it's because they didn't say to these people, Hey, you're a robot. So that like they weren't all stiff and stuff. And it gives a more believable look to the visual effects. Um, okay. And so I would say it's between that and Godzilla, but that's just cause I like Godzilla. Um, you know, guardians of the galaxy didn't break any new ground. Really? I don't think mission impossible no. broke new ground. And Napoleon, Napoleon is one of those movies where the director came out and said, we didn't use visual effects in this movie. So why is it up for best visual effects? <laughs> I mean, I'm really surprised that Indiana Jones isn't in best visual effects for the, the well, that would have made sense. 25 minute fucking de-aging thing. Right. So these, none of these nominations make sense to me this year. So I don't know. And do we know who's hosting this year? Will Smith. <laughs> He's not allowed back. <laughs> you get my wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It. I don't. I don't think I'm going to watch it this year you know I'll watch the highlights because most of it's going to be you know on on YouTube the next day right I just don't feel like I want to waste my energy devoting three hours to it Jimmy Kimmel is hosting it again oh yeah So, I guess it could be worse. Yeah, I guess. That's only because they couldn't find anybody else, and they probably said to him, "Hey, would you please do it?" Mm. And you know, he does that thing where like he books winners on his show that same night. So I'm sure it's a win-win for him. Oh, I'm sure. So yeah, I mean, I haven't really watched the Oscars in a couple of years. It, it used to be like must see TV. Yeah. It was, it was like the Super Bowl for nerds. Right. You know, but, and you like know, people were ever, having Oscar parties. Got, right. That shit don't happen anymore. Very bizarre. Yeah. I think probably the last one I sat through was the one where Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway announced the wrong best picture. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole the whole 
team from that picture they announced got up on stage and the director's standing there with the Oscar in his hand telling the other people to get up on stage. He's like, this is yours. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just not like you said, all the good stuff's on YouTube the next day. There's no real Mm -hmm. point in wasting your time sitting through the entire thing and the bad jokes and right. Just doesn't feel good anymore. Did you see the weird story in the news about um, Sharon Stone trying to find a date on dating sites? No. So she did an interview where she talked about being on dating apps, trying to find like the next love of her life and how weird it was. What a weird experience it was is because like, you know, nobody's honest on there, I guess. And like, she was talking to a guy that seemed great and she got there and it turned out that he was like a meth addict. And like the picture that he had sent her was like the way she described it was like, it was, it was 20,000 hits of meth later. Holy crap. Like it was like really like disturbing. And I was like, think about the other side of that though. Like you're a guy on these dating sites and you're like, God, you look just like Sharon Stone. Your name is even Sharon. And like <laughs> hitting on this woman who was like a national star. I mean, she still is, but like, right. Like just how weird that would have been to like go on a blind date and it actually turned out to be fucking Sharon Stone. It like boggles my mind. That is weird. That's very weird. She doesn't look bad for 65. No, not at all. Oh, crazy world. Yeah. I'm sure Sebastian Stan would have gone out with her because he was like nuts for her. (laughs) He's too young. She wants somebody she can have a conversation with. (laughs) Oh, poor Sebastian. (laughs) I think he's doing fine. I'm sure he is, too. Did you see the story about the 76-year-old mobster who stole the ruby slippers? (laughs) No. They went missing in 2005. Right. From the Judy Garland Museum in where is it? Minnesota somewhere? Yeah, Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Um, and I mean, they had been on, I want to say that there was like an Expedition Everest episode on them where they, they, were, they were told that they were like hidden in an empty paint can and thrown into the lake. <laughs> And they go diving in the lake and they find paint cans and they bring it up and think it's like, oh, this is it. This is it. And it turns out to be just, you know, like a can of old paint. 
But the guy uh, happened in 2003. The guy was recruited by one of his former associates. 2005. Um, and they thought that the ruby slippers were really covered in rubies and they were going <laughs> to sell them. Okay. The guy, they, he had never seen the movie The Wizard of Oz, so he knew nothing about them. Oh, Jesus Christ. So he's finally been charged with the theft. And he entered um, a guilty plea. Okay. But but uh, supposedly he's in hospice care and has less than six months to live. <laughs> it's like, why would you even bother prosecuting this guy? You're wasting all this money. He's going to die. Right. Uh, the article that's on New York Post has a picture of him, I guess coming back from the courthouse and he's in a wheelchair and he's holding on to a giant oxygen tank. <laughs> it's like, Oh dear God. <sighs> Stupid people. Yeah. Oh, Apparently that the FBI hasn't returned the, uh, the slippers to the museum yet. Really? Yeah. What are they waiting for? I guess I don't the trial know. to be over. For him to die. I mean, how do you know, how do you think that like a movie prop was made with actual like rubies? We are talking Minnesota. I guess. Um. Yeah. It. Totally weird. And to not know what they were yeah. is like, wow, you're out of touch. <laughs> Never had grandkids or anything. Uh, apparently not. Yeah. They don't got time for that. They're mobsters. Yeah, Apparently, I, he eventually learned that the slippers were bust, and he it says he just got rid of them. They say they were in his possession for less than 48 hours. And then in 2018, somebody approached the insurer, because they were insured for a million bucks, um, claiming that he could get them back, but he wanted $200,000 more than the reward that they were offering. <laughs> so they set up a big sting. And I guess they finally tracked him down. Does it say where a they piece were? Piece of Hollywood history. Nope. Weird. Nope, not at all. It says the bureau has never revealed how they managed to track them down. You think they're they, they don't want people to know how much they actually spent on tracking down the the ruby slippers? Right. make them look very stupid yeah we spent 800 million dollars <laughs> of taxpayer money right well <laughs> always is 
I mean, I think that's what they're scared about. Is like, you did what? That's funny. You know, I think the New York Post is just one step ahead of the onion. On their homepage, they have an article entitled Chowder Keg, Out of Control Protesters Deface Da Vinci's Mona Lisa with Cans of Soup. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's video of some idiots throwing soup at the painting. <laughs> Isn't it protected behind glass? Yes. Oh. Okay. So what was their what are they, what are they protesting? Uh the need to protect the environment. By throwing soup at works of art? At, yes. Okay. Maybe it's to get clicks, to get their word out there. It's two people. It's two women. One's an older woman. One looks to be maybe in her 20s. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what that what they think that that does. It's like the people that, that glue their hands down to the road or like the Starbucks counter. Right. It's like, I understand you think you're going to get um, like, I guess they're, I guess they, they think they're going to get attention for it, but it just makes you look stupid. Right. So I don't understand. Like, that's not going to be what, like, you know, it's, it's not a thing. Like you're, you're not helping the situation at all. Stupid ass people, man. Welcome to America. That's not America. Though. Just wait. Just wait till November. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they also have no Miranda rights in France, nor do you have the right to a speedy trial. Oh, I can just lock them people up and forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, I don't understand people. Maybe maybe I just don't believe in anything enough to like put myself at risk like that. Like what what did you think was going to happen? Right. Did you think you were going to just walk out of there to people cheering you? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Not going to happen. Some people, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a woman that was stuck on a ski gondola. Yes, for like hours overnight. At, at Lake Tahoe, California. Screamed desperately until I lost my voice. How did she get stuck up there? Uh, was she like the last one on and 
After being too tired. Okay, so Monica Lasso, who had planned a ski trip with her friends, didn't imagine that she would spend a night hanging in the sky in a gondola. Translated from Spanish. After being too tired to continue down the hill, Lasso said she approached a worker who guided her to the gondola. The gondola stopped at around 5 p.m., two minutes after she got in, leaving her stranded. I didn't have a phone, a light, or anything. Lasso's friends reported her missing when they could not contact her, and they, uh, it wasn't until the Heavenly Mountain Resort gondola started working again Friday morning that Cruz realized she had been in it overnight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible so so somebody is like oh you're too tired we'll just get in there it'll take you back down the hill probably not knowing it was five o'clock and that's when the gondola stops and you know that worker just like went on his way and she gets in although there was nobody there to be like don't get in there it's gonna stop you mean the guy who told her to get in it well even so, so if somebody points and says, "Just go over there to the gondola," somebody's got to be at the gondola to get you on. I would think. Right. So where was that person? I guess they left early. And she looked around, and said, well, "Fuck it, I'll just get in." <laughs> and they don't have a process to like cycle the ride through before you turn it off. Maybe it's like, yeah, there's nobody in the next couple, so they must be done. Well, maybe, maybe like they gave them the all clear from the top and, you know, they just shut the ride down, not thinking anybody was going to be on it. Yeah, that's true. But no, she was too tired. (laughs) (sighs) Poor thing. I mean, and it's an enclosed gondola. It's not like one of those that like she was out in the elements. True. I mean, it looks like, it looks like those gondolas at Disney, like the. The, oh, the skyliner, the skyliner thing. I mean, that's that's what the picture right. looks like. So, you know, I don't think she was in danger of freezing. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I still think that's funny, though. It is. It is. It's funny till it happens to you. Well. I'm not going to let it happen to me. I don't go skiing. I guess she had no phone reception up there. She said she didn't have a phone. Oh, she didn't have the phone. Okay. Nope. Well, it's all her fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So have you have you heard any of the um, I know you're not a wrestling fan, but have mm-hmm. you heard any of the allegations against the the guy Vince McMahon that used to own WWE? Yeah, that he was like pipping out one of his employees yep. to other people in the business. Yep. So yeah. So apparently, um, her she she was looking for work and her mother dies. Okay. And so she's she's desperate for for the job and the money and apparently Vince McMahon like pushes himself on her and like is like hey if you do this 
like we'll make sure that like you have a good job and and you know there's going to be room for career advancement and blah 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 and then he keeps stringing her along with that and to the point where he's like making her take pictures and videos of herself and then passing that around to people and then wow. passing her around to people including like wrestlers and um other like executives at the company and shit right and to the point where like there's a story about her having a threesome with McMahon and somebody else and McMahon like shitting on her head and then walking away and like not allowing her to clean it up and like gross shit like that and it's like there are some rich people that need to really be looked into and be held accountable for their fucking actions because that's fucking disgusting like just trafficking somebody else is fucked up Mm -hmm. and the fact that like this entire company probably knew what the fuck was going on and nobody said anything because they were afraid to lose their jobs is fucking stupid so yeah that's a that's a fucked up thing that like he's gonna pay for but you know who his one of his best buddies is is fucking Donald Trump who's that Uh, that makes sense yep fucking billionaires man that's the problem with us they get away with fucking everything Mm mhm so yeah that's fucking gross and I hope he pays for it I do too another 83 million (laughs) yeah well That's all right. He didn't. Trump didn't defame her for a whole twenty-four hours, <laughs> and now he's back at it. So fucking, I hope she takes him for everything he's worth. Uh, yeah, her lawyers should go back at it. But you know, he wasn't allowed to testify, according to his his lawyer. But it wasn't a trial. It was it was That's to seek right. damages. It wasn't. And the trial was over. Yes, and what a lot of people aren't understanding. A lot of his people aren't understanding is in the state of New York, if you're going to appeal something, you have to put up all the damages in cash. So right, that, which would have been the five million initially. Right. And so now it's 88 million for everything. And so like he's got to put that up if he wants to go back to court for this. And he doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. No. You know, and from what I understand, it's got to be stuff like you can't put up property that you own a mortgage on. You can't like it's got to be the damages in clean money. And so since he doesn't fucking have that, there's no way he's ever going to get this overturned. And it's not going to get overturned because this fucking second one wasn't a trial. He defamed her again and fucking like admitted to it on the fucking stand. And they gave they they gave her like four times the amount of damages that she was asking for. This should fucking tell you to mm-hmm. keep your mouth shut. Right. But nope. That's all right. The state of Florida is going to pay all of his legal bills. You're going to foot that. Uh, yeah. Of course we are. So good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good times. 
I read that story about um, the lawmakers in Florida, like making the bill so that like the people of Florida foot his his legal bills, and I was like, that's fucked up. Yep. But I guess him and Ronnie are still fighting because Ron says that he's not going to do that. Well, whatever. Far be it for me to agree with anything fucking Ron DeSantis says, but you got some hope there, maybe. Well, he's on his second term as our illustrious governor, so thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. People love him, apparently. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't, but somebody does. Yeah, I got nothing to say. <laughs> oh, man. All right. You got anything else for this week? No. No. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on YouTube and Facebook and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. I've hidden a Heath bar somewhere in this house. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>